Welcome to the Divine Style Podcast with Jalinda Stella and Alison Maiden. Here we share spiritual lessons in self-love and self-expression so you can become the best version of you. In this episode, we discuss the joy of gift giving and receiving, family ties, past lives and karmic connections. Hello, I'm Jalinda Stella. I'm a personal stylist and self-love coach. And I'm Alison Maiden and I'm a psychic medium and healer and Reiki master and teacher and lots of other things. Today, what I'd really love to touch on is how we can manage our emotional blocks in our family and why they are there. When I think about my own family, I think there's so many times where we've we've fought and then you forgive because we're told to forgive and then you come back together and Christmas is, is coming up, we're in December and it can be a time where people butt heads it's stressful because you've got more people around maybe people that you don't really like or necessarily want to see but because mm. it's christmas we all get together yeah but I, and i think that the gift giving ceremony at christmas is wonderful by the way i love giving gifts but i don't give gifts just at christmas i give gifts all year round because i want to i think that that's a wonderful way of sharing um something with somebody that you want to give a gift to is like it's almost um giving a gift to yourself because you take such joy out of doing that. But when you're trying to find a gift for someone that maybe you don't get along with very well and that <laughs> you have to get that gift and then they may be the sort of person that it has to be a certain cost and it has to be a certain grade or it's got to be this or it's got to be that. And it's just, it takes all the joy out of it. It's, it just becomes, a, you, you're an anxious mess, you know, trying to find some. Years ago, I remember my aunt saying to me, she's like, always buy somebody something that you would want. But I think that kind of leads you a little bit astray because unless you actually want to get it back, like if you don't want it, I'll have it. Yeah, right. uh, but the, the thing with gift giving, it, it definitely is when it's more personal, when you put thought into it, when mm. you're thinking about what the other person, their likes, their tastes. Uh, but like you said, when you don't really want to get them anything, that can be quite difficult. Well, it's, it, and not only that, if you don't have a lot of contact with them during the year, you, you're probably not really aware of where they're at, you know, what their likes and dislikes are anymore so and people change all the time don't they Gift voucher know, what they're into. <laughs> well that's why i think vouchers have become such a popular thing to be honest um yeah look i think that the gift giving uh, and receiving ceremony of christmas is a very important thing and it, it kind of represents you know in the biblical story of jesus receiving the gifts etc that's what it's meant to emanate but at the same time we're we're, we're giving to somebody else what we are trying to appease in ourselves. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. So I I will use an example of um, someone that I know who is a beautiful girl and she's um, a great mum, you know, um, a young mum, great mum. But she actually, she's not a member of my family, so I just clarify that <laughs> to someone I know. Um, but she has three beautiful children and those children receive so many gifts at Christmas, like you can't even see the tree. Right. Now, I think it's because she wants to show them how much she loves them. And that's what I get from this. She gets so much joy from seeing her kids open those presents. And when, you know, I've seen them, you know, in Christmas morning, ripping all the paper off and everything, and she loves it. It's her form of joy. But then the kids have got these toys strewn from one end of the house to another and half the time they don't even look at what the parcel is because they're too busy looking at the next one, you know. So I think we've got to sort of come to a point in ourselves as how much is too much for a start. And, you know, the appreciation 
of the fact that someone has taken time to buy that gift, wrap that gift and give it to you. And that's another one too, because we've all been given gifts that we don't really want or need or like and that sort of feigned excitement (laughs) when you open it like oh why thank you I didn't know I needed a a peeler um, (laughs) which I got once but I actually actually love that I did it's a useful gift it was a very useful gift I actually did enjoy that peeler (laughs) sometimes it it can be that that really receiving and not not taking it personally because somebody has taken the time out to choose something that in their mind or heart maybe was something that they thought you would really enjoy Mm. um for for me with clients often i know straight away when people have been given jewelry or clothing that was a gift because i it's not them yes and because people usually choose things that they like and or that they see the other person as maybe liking Mm. And we can get that a little bit astray. I think if you are going to buy jewellery for people or if you are going to go down the path of maybe even, you know, buying clothing, you want to sort of look at what they're already wearing. Maybe take note uh, if they're wearing gold or silver because sometimes people have a preference of that. Yes. Uh, Notice sort of the colours of their clothing that they wear. I know my friend recently got me uh, an an eye, like the third eye. I thought that was very cool oh, for, okay. for a pair of earrings. Yes. And, yep. But that was really thoughtful because she knows that I love that type of thing. Yes. And I think that's the whole point of it is that if you've picked a gift because you've been thoughtful, you've been looking, you've, you've engaged in that person's life, that's so much more meaningful. And even if the gift isn't like something they would wear every day, uh, I've got things in my drawers that sit there because they were given to me I love them because of the thought behind them but something I would probably never wear or never actually use but the fact that they got it for me is really meaningful to me and it's the love and that's the gift you see yes really more than the actual gift itself and I usually recommend for people in the wardrobe if you are getting things like this to have a little just a little sentimental box and Mm. you can keep all those things in there and it's really beautiful sometimes to just open up and you can feel all the love that people have given you even if you're not going to wear it well exactly and you know I think a lot of us are sentimental in some ways too I mean I have a lot of things that my mother gave me because you know her and I uh, still are but she's in a different dimension to me now but when it comes to it I think you know if it's something that you can keep your children of course you know how many pasta necklaces have you still got sitting in the back of a drawer somewhere yeah (laughs) getting eaten by cockroaches or something (laughs) it's it's the thought it's what they did they put so much effort into it and it's so cute you know so yeah I definitely feel that but you know when we're talking about the stress around the gifts and things like that I just I think it's so important to remember why we are here and doing this and what it is it's bringing Christmas is a time that's supposed to bring people together. We're supposed to interact and we're supposed to have a good time and we, we're meant to be showing love to each other. Now, if it becomes a stressful situation because of family differences and, you know, and let's face it, every family's got a difficult person in it, right? Um, Christmas can also turn into a nightmare for some people. Um, and then at the other end of the scale, there are people that don't have family. Yes. that are lonely at Christmas, you know? Is there a friend that you can invite in? Is there somebody that you know is going to be alone and that you don't want them to be? And so therefore you will provide some form of invitation or comfort or even food for them. So it's a time, I think, that we really need to, to look at the opportunity to give, which we should be doing all year round, mind you, but at least the Christmas spirit 
um, can come out within us, you know, and, and try and make that extra effort at that to time. To connect. People are lonely. There are some very lonely people at Christmas time and it is really about connection, even if you haven't spoken to someone all oh. year. Just getting that, I know people don't really send cards anymore, but sending an email or a text or giving someone a phone call at Christmas, it, it, it is really heartwarming and can make a big difference in people's lives, especially the older people in our community. Sometimes they're mm. a little bit, you know, forgotten, which is really sad. It is extremely sad. I think too, you know, you've got to remember, I mean, I know you, you know, I was a paramedic for um, a long time in my, <laughs> in this life, but it was a previous life to what I'm doing now. Um, the suicide rate goes up considerably around Christmas time, which is a terribly sad situation. Um, and, and you don't realise that perhaps you're reaching out of that one phone call, that, that little bit of love and caring can make the huge difference in someone's decisions. Yes. Okay. So I think that's also worthwhile mentioning as well. Um, the amount of people that lose people around Christmas time as well, so the anniversary of this coming up, you know, that reminds them of that sad event. Um, so there's other stuff to consider when we're racing around the shops, you know, trying to buy presents for people that aren't going to appreciate them. Yeah, and getting annoyed about who you've invited over your house for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's, it's really coming back to the spirit of things and, and trying to come from a place of love and understanding and compassion for those around us, you know. Um, so uh, just just moving on from this, so using using Christmas as a, as a segue to getting into the family ties and the karmic ties that we have. Why do you think you were born into the family you were born into? Well, my mum always used to tell me I chose this life, right. <laughs> or God picked it for me, or something to that extent. Right. Uh, I, you know, I do question that quite often. I'm like, why did I choose this family? Why did I choose this family? Or how is this helping me? Or what can I learn from this? These are questions I think I've always mm. asked myself. But I don't know, aren't we just, I don't know. what? We're, we're not just... randomly picked like lotto balls, darling. It does feel it's... like that. I really was hoping that. I really wanted to be adopted at some point. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> There'd be several kids out there, I think, that feel the same way at some point. Usually teenage years is where we feel like we don't belong there. But look, I mean, it, what it comes down to is you choose your parents. And uh, how do I know this? People always say, how do you know? Because I talk to spirit and I do this and I've always done it and they tell me the information and I get my information directly from source. So it's not stuff I just make up out the back of my mind. So, you know, when we're dealing with um, karmic things, and karma is a real thing. If you want to call it karma or if you want to call it cycles or however you want to see it, okay, we keep coming back around and around in, in different lifetimes and learning. And if this isn't your, your way of looking at things or if this isn't your belief system, then please, like, pop it aside and, and take whatever you need to take out of the message. But it is something that is very real to me. Very real because I have memories of past lives. I've seen them, I've lived them, and I can definitely say that I personally have had them. So out of that, we reincarnate into the same groups because we're, we're creating, you know, karma with people. So we're creating energy between two people and we have experiences. And then sometimes that person is taken, particularly if you think about, you know, the dark ages, for instance, where most people live to, what, 30 if they were lucky. Yeah. Um, you know, you may have started a relationship that ended early. And so therefore, in the next life, you'll come back to that person to finish off what you didn't do in the first one. Wow. And I'm, I'm very new to past lives. 
So it was sort of, I only think in the past maybe sort of 12 months or so, I read a book called uh, Past Lives Many Masters. And that, that was really fascinating where this gentleman would hypnotise his, he was a psychologist and he would hypnotise his uh, one particular lady mm. and uh, she ended up going back into a past life. And when I first read it, I thought, oh, maybe it was a, her family or maybe it was, you know, her history, but it was completely different lives, completely different cultures. Uh, and it, and for him with that sort of psychological background, he was blown away himself because yes. she went into a sort of a transition where he was able to talk to the masters. That's what he named the, 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 the spiritual uh, leaders that, that he was speaking yes. with. Yeah. And I, I found the whole thing absolutely amazing. And, and people can get hypnotized to, to find this out. There's other methods There's other that methods you can as well. use. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people spontaneously go back into past lives and it's just because they have reached a point in this life where the lesson from that lifetime is active. Okay, and when that is active, it's like whatever happened back then can actually come back again in a different way because we're living in a different time zone. But it's like people that fear flying, for instance. Uh, one of my clients who I regressed once was actually a pilot in World War II. He went down in the plane, um, was shot down, and he actually perished in that crash. And so in this life, and that was the life previous to this one, he didn't want to fly. He didn't want to get in a plane. So, of course, it limited him so much because, you know, his job meant that he had to go into state and so he would get on the plane terrified every time so we worked on it and we actually got rid of the fear altogether and that's what this is about isn't yeah. it it's about healing i mean as much as you can be curious about your past lives it's yeah. actually about healing that karma yes and i think we've i know for myself i've definitely had experiences where i meet people and i'm like gosh they feel familiar mm. like i've met them before mm -hmm. and is that is that that oh yeah that soul family yeah yeah so we have we have varying different degrees of of you know families and people and and so you'll have some people that will come in that you definitely same 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 tribe you know same soul group if you like and they are the ones the tried and true ones that keep coming back around and around and you just know them you're very comfortable with them feels like you've known them forever uh, and then you have the karmic ties now they're the intense ones they're the ones that come in for those intense love relationships sometimes where it's like you know like you feel like you can't be a part or you'll die you know those yeah. types of things and then you work through this enormous amount of emotional drama and, and all those really intense feelings and then it just fizzles out and they are karmic relationships right. so but you feel in the beginning that you you've met your soulmate because they are just so in, you can't live without them but in actual fact it's the universe bringing you together going here you go you need to sort this out so wow know, fix it from you, a previous yeah, life you've got to be there and so you get the same in families Right, okay, which so is why you have intense family relationships. Intense. And, I mean, the best example I have of this is my own example with my one of my children. And my father and I had a very poor relationship. He was a World War II veteran. He, he came back very damaged from the war with PTSD. Back in those days, they used to call it shell shock. You oh, know. it was horrible what he, they went it through. Was, look, it was dreadful. He became a, an alcoholic because of that. And he, he was in a, in a terrible state for most of his life. And I, he and I had disagreements over you know, things that he would do. So we were never very close. He passed away and I did grieve very badly, but I think I grieved for the fact that we didn't have a good relationship and that it was, it was hard to love him. The loss of what could have been. Exactly. And I was very young. I mean, I was only in my early 20s when he passed. So um, it was interesting that when my third child came along, he opened his beautiful little eyes and they were bright blue, just like my dad's. Oh. Now, 
both my partner and I had dark brown eyes and we thought, wow, throwback, you know, interesting. But then as he grew, he would say things, things that no one would know and no one had ever spoken about. Things like he, he climbed up on my mother's lap and said, it's our anniversary today. And it was their wedding anniversary. He was wow. trying to get a ring off of my nephew's finger that belonged to him in his previous life. It was, it was really full on. And um, as he grew up into his new personality of my son, he gradually forgot those things. But then I thought, yeah, that'd be right. I couldn't love him as my father, but I certainly love him as my son. Aww. And so it had healed that relationship. That's you know? beautiful. And mm. and I do, I had a friend recently tell me that, that her nephew or niece was named the exact name of their great-grandmother and they didn't even know. Mm. It's made, like those sorts of things happen, yeah, don't they? It People just, can be and renamed. families keep recycling things, you know. So babies that maybe don't make it through the first time can often come through again. So, you know, there was a recent one where the, um, uh, the brother had been lost um, in, you know, like 20 years ago, but he reincarnated as the, um, the son of his brother. And it was, you know, through a spirit, it was through a reading that we found that out, but that he was exactly the same as the brother, facially, the whole lot. It wow. was quite incredible. The, the, when you look at this, the two photographs side by side at the same age, you couldn't tell them apart. And so when we're getting together with our families, I think that f for me, I've, I'm just a huge believer in forgiveness. It's one of the biggest things that I just, it doesn't mean that we're not having our boundaries respected. Yes. But definitely that you can, ev everything is forgivable. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I've, I've, had friends and family go through some really horrific things and they've been able to forgive and it's really empowering and really beautiful when you can let things go because mm. sometimes people can get upset over the most simplest things and then mm. they turn into these big family dramas. I know mm. even in my mum's own family, I know that some, you know, years could sometimes go by. There'd be one little thing that seemed so petty and it just turned out so big. And I know you've told me stories where, you know, exactly the same thing and you'll say it's time to reach out. and. Yeah. Thankfully, because... Just you, before they go, usually, that, yeah. that they can actually make peace with that. But, yeah, I mean, there's there's certain things that we have to do for ourselves first. So, we, as you mentioned, the boundaries, very important, because there are certain relationships that are just very toxic, um, and that's through no fault of your own, right? So when we get this right, you've reached out, you've tried everything, you've done everything humanly possible in order to make it work. And it's the other person's choice. And there's nothing you can do about that one because it's their choice. But you've done everything you can, right? So in actual fact, what you're doing there is that your forgiveness is more for yourself. Yes. And so that person can continue on however they choose to because that's their right. We've all come here for that purpose. But you have to forgive yourself in any given situation and do what you know is right for you. And I've had clients come to me before and say, you know, like, I love my parents, but I, it's too toxic. I can't be in that environment anymore. And it was soul destroying for them. And they've chosen to move away from that. When you move away in anger, it's different than moving away in love. Yes. You know, and you can send love and healing from a distance. But if you can get to that point where it's physically able when both parties are able or you can go to counseling or whatever it might be that is necessary to get this happening 
then that's the best possible outcome, really, because then you don't have to come back and do it again. Yeah, because who wants to do that? I, I don't want to do that. No. no. And and the thing with relationships too, it is it isn't necessarily about fifty fifty, which people do say. It really is a hundred a hundred. Yeah, isn't it? We we've got to put in all of our effort, and yeah. and we hope for the same response. And if we're not getting that understanding and that love back, it's it's okay. Like there's still no blame because if we start to blame, then we're judging and and all that. Like you said, it's it's just that's their path. And it's a slippery slope, honey. When you start going down that slope of you know judgment and you were wrong and all those things, it just it just compiles the problem and it, it kind of plays into the chaos factor that that we don't want to go back to. And then Christmas just blows up. Drama. How's the drama <laughs> hawk? Everyone's addicted to drama. drama. Everybody wants a bit of drama. Well, that's the reality TV, isn't it? Yeah, you know, leave that to drama. Uncle Bob who gets drunk or something. <laughs> Always there's always yeah, there's always someone or the really inappropriate auntie that they just get, crack really jokes that you're like oh my gosh and then you, you're introducing a new partner for the first time or something like, families oh. are so much fun they are they really are this christmas think about giving beautiful gifts sharing yeah. the love yeah forgiving where you can and creating good boundaries yes absolutely and don't forget the gift of your time okay time is the biggest gift you can give anybody including yourself yes exactly if you need time out that's really important as well mm. take time if even if it's five minutes in the morning or it, it deep breaths <laughs> <laughs> but taking taking time away if you need it just to have a big deep breath and center and then go back i think that's really important as well yeah and, and above all enjoy yeah you know? whatever you're doing enjoy it i, mean, I really enjoy i love um making food for my family I don't like cooking at the best of times but I love making food for my kids and when they all come over with their kids and it's like that's my joy that's what I'm there for I'm not necessarily there for the Christmas thing you know if they buy me gifts I love the fact that they bought it for me but that's not my joy my joy is having them there and and doing for them that's such that's like an Italian mama I want to watch you eat Not Italian, but same principle. Yeah, that's it. Maybe a past life. Yeah, probably. (laughs) We wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. We do. Thanks for listening to the Divine Style Podcast with Jalinda Stella and Alison Maiden. If you liked today's episode, please share it with your loved ones and be sure to tune in weekly for more spiritual and self-love guidance. You can find us and ask questions at jalinda.com.au and alisonmaiden.com.